What's up, everyone? I am back. This is T. This is not your average podcast in the 716 on the Building Buffalo Network. I have a special guest with me today. You guys, you know, I did the series back. This is back. This is second season. We're talking AFC contenders. First up is New England. I have a he's a fan, but he knows he knows football. So I'm just going to let him introduce himself. Hi, everybody. My name is Jude, um, Patriots super fan, of course. Um, my girl T asked me to come and help her out and uh, do like a bit of like a preview for, for the Patriots coming in this season. And there was no way I was going to not not show up for it. No way in hell. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that for sure. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Ready to talk some football, you know. Uh, yeah. T is one of the best there is. So, I, so there was, I was looking forward to this all week. When I was super, I was super, um, I was really, it really lifted me up when you asked me. I was like, good. Oh, really? Thinking of me? Wow. Yes. Well, we've been in spaces and you know your stuff. And it's, um, I was like, man, I'm thinking about everybody, you know, all the, all the teams in our division. And I was like, got to get Jude on. He know he's a Patriots fan. And you're not one of those, you and me, she's not one of those fans where you just like to talk down to other fan base. So I appreciate that. You know, you know your stuff. You don't just talk just to talk and just create, you know, hot takes, whatever. But you definitely know yourself. So tell me how you became a Patriots fan. So um, I am born and raised from the Boston area. I've lived in Cambridge, Massachusetts my entire life. Um, So with that being said, I adopted all of the Boston sports teams. I'm a Patriots fan. I am a Red Sox fan, even though they put me through it. I did, I did boycott them for for a few years after they traded Mookie Betts. We won't we won't get into that that pain. We won't get into that pain. Gotcha. Uh, Celtics, the Bruins. Um, my dad would not have it any other way. If I was a fan of another team, he probably would have disowned me. So oh, so wow. <laughs> so it's generations of. Well, so my so my parents are actually from Haiti. Um, oh, okay. They here they came here um, in the early eighties um, and. My dad was like a bit of like a soccer fan, but my dad loves all sports. Um, okay. he golf, he'll watch tennis, he'll even watch like cricket. So he adopted all of the sports teams. And because of him, um, I became a fan of them as well. Gotcha. Good, good. Awesome. That's good. Um, so let's get into it. Um, you have a new OC, new old OC, Bill O'Brien. He's back with New England. Um, he stated it's going to clean. It's a clean slate. You know, everything is brand new. How do you feel about his return? Talk to me about that. So I, I think a lot of the the discourse about Bill O'Brien is like interesting. I think it's kind of funny how when people talk about Bill Belichick, they say he's like a great coach and then maybe like a terrible GM. I do think the terrible GM part is overblown. <laughs> Bill O'Brien is a great coach. And definitely a terrible GM. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think when he was in Houston, he was able to put together some really good offenses. He was a he was a very very good coach. He was able to win with a lot of different quarterbacks. If we're actually mm-hmm. being, being realistic about it, um, I think his choices though as a general manager were pretty bad, pretty bad. Especially like that DeAndre Hopkins trade. Like, ugh. Uh, right. but um, I am really excited to have him back. I think. We are kind of at a crossroads right now where we got to figure some things out with 
with some players coming up on their fifth year options. Uh, I'm sure we're going to be talking about him later, Mac Jones. And yes. this is really a make or break year. And I really think that the addition of someone like Bill O'Brien, who worked with him in college and excelled with him in college, um, will will really give us the best the best assessment of him mm-hmm. going forward, whether or not they exercise that fifth year option and kind of to me, which to me is like really like anointing him as like the true like franchise quarterback because right now they could potentially like move on if things don't if things don't improve this season, which I think they will. Okay. Since we're on uh, Mac Jones, um, talk to me about what's so it's been this offseason trades, you know, rumors or whatever with Mac Jones. And he didn't have a great season last year. Um, I think Matt frustration showed up towards the end of that season last year. What do you see going on with this quarterback room in your your quarterback room actually? So I think I think the thing for for Mac Jones is originally for me when we act, when we drafted him I was not a fan um, of the pick only because well for one I prefer Justin Fields I still to this day would have preferred mm-hmm. Justin Fields. But I think the unique problem that the Patriots have is Bill Belichick doesn't really invest in weapons like that. He tends to, when it comes to the wide receiver's position especially, he tends to be a bargain shopper. It's mm-hmm. always looking for for cheap free agents. It's always trading down, drafting guys lower in the draft. And the thing that I saw in Mac Jones, what, what he projected to me to be, was somebody who would be on like the Kirk Cousins track as like right. a quarterback where you don't necessarily think he at his very best, he's not really going to make like, he's not going to elevate anybody, but he's also not going to ruin the whole thing. But at the end of the day that you need weapons around them, what has Kirk Cousins had for the bulk of most of his career, he's had weapons around him and he's able to perform with those weapons. The Patriots don't really have those. Uh, and that's been a problem for me. So it's like you combine the fact that Mac Jones is an average quarterback and he's constrained by below average personnel. And then you add in the fact that the coaching last year was absolutely terrible with Matt Patricia being yes. brought in to, to be the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach. Did not understand that. It was a disaster. Um and to be honest, I'm, I'm probably one of the ones who maybe thought maybe maybe it could work because Matt Patricia, as far as like X's and O's, um, mm-hmm. he's very smart. But um, I do think maybe it was like overlooked where he had like a bit of a more of a defensive mentality and it like the aggressiveness wasn't there um, offensively. And I think another thing too was he like like I just said he was also the the coach of the offensive line. I don't know how you can expect someone to be the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach that's at a lot time. and it's a first time at the pro level for both like that doesn't right. make sense um so we had a in the off season last year we had a whole thing where guys were they were trying to learn like the zone blocking scheme mm-hmm. and they tried that for a couple of weeks scrapped it because it wasn't working went back to the gap scheme runs and the, the app scheme blocking and it just didn't work it was very disjointed on top of poor design, we had guys running into each other, really predictable, really predictable play calling. Matt got frustrated, and you started to see some of the frustration coming out in the field. And Absolutely. allegedly, 
allegedly Brian Hoyer speaking up and speaking outside of like the Patriots bubble, kind of telling Mac that he maybe should talk to other people and reach out to other coaches, Bill O'Brien being one of them, and Bill Belichick being the kind of guy where it's like the CIA and all these secrets yes. kind of get locked down. He wasn't feeling that. Um, so we definitely had a very, very strange offseason. It's been a lot of weird little drama like here and there. But I do think that bringing in Bill O'Brien again is something where it's like a stabilizing force who knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of going to be like that adult in the room for the offense so Bill Belichick can focus on other things. So I do think Mac is the guy. Um I don't. I don't really see anything. I don't really don't see anything changing about that at all, regardless of how how much how well like backups have done. Um, right. He who shall not be named. I'm not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is very polarizing. It's, it's crazy. Like one half of your fan base wants that guy, and the other half keep Mac. And I'm just like, what? It's it's crazy because it's same thing. What happened in in um the Jets when he had a great game? People like, oh, keep him in. No, bring back Zach. It was just crazy. I mean, I get it. I totally understand. Um, you know, as a fan, you don't want to wish well onto your counterparts. But I, I, I see Mac being your quarterback. I mean, yeah. in some games he played well. Yeah, I think it was, it was a tough season. Um, I would say I do think people have kind of gone in on Bill Belichick for like the last few years. And so I'm like, oh yeah, what's his record like without Brady? And it's a devoid of like a lot of context. Uh, I just seen this, not to cut you off, go ahead. that he has missed, has not won a playoff game in five years. Yeah. Um, I think the last playoff game we won was in the 2018 season. Maybe? Wow. Oh, that thing. Because Brady's last season, um, was in 2019, and we played the Titans, and we lost that game. Wow, I was like, let me let me check this, and it was I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, do you do you think he's on the hot seat? No, I don't. I don't really think he is. I think I think for one, six championships and ten Super Bowl trips buys you a lot, a lot of grace. Um, mm-hmm. I also think again, when you do consider like some of the context of like how things went down, right. Um, I, I don't think that he, Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick has done as like bad of a job as like people think. I think, I do think in 2018 things were getting rough where uh, Gronk retired and maybe didn't mm-hmm. really have like the skilled position um, replacements. But it's not like he didn't try to get him. I mean, he brought, he traded for, he brought in Antonio Brown. He brought in Antonio right. Brown, and uh, that went left, all the way left, all the way left, all the way left, and tried to make other moves like bringing in like Sanu and just like kind of like desperation moves and they just didn't really work um 2020 we went seven to nine but we had the we had the league high in COVID opt-outs for one mm-hmm. and we also had to bring in a new starting quarterback in Cam Newton during yeah. COVID times and he caught COVID himself and missed some time um so it was like what can you reasonably expect we draft right, right. we draft Mac Jones the next season win double-digit games and go to the playoffs we don't win but we go to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback which has never been done right last year which was definitely to me was the first year where i said like yeah bill belichick like screwed up but overall i don't i don't think bill belichick has done 
that bad of a job where you can realistically say like he should be on the hot seat. That doesn't to me that doesn't really make any sense. Gotcha. I totally understand. Well, speaking of bringing in people, you guys brought in Juju this um, this season. He's part of your team, and he has stated New England will not finish in at last in the division. Um, so, what's your take on Juju? And you guys also added um, from Miami Mike Kosecki too, right? Yep, we brought in Mike Kosecki to play tight end. Um, we brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. We drafted Kayshawn Booty. We'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm not sure. But then, kind of everybody else is kind of the, the same guys. We lost. We lost Nelson Aguilar. He went to the Ravens. So mm-hmm. right now, it's looking like our starting receivers are Devontae Parker. We have Kendrick Bourne. We have Juju. Then we have uh, Kisicki, Mike Kisicki, and Hunter Henry. And then we also have Tyquan Thornton, who we drafted last year in the second round. We'll see right, right. how things like fit in. Um, he was hurt a bit last year, um, so we'll, hopefully, hopefully he makes like a sophomore jump and he's more able to contribute. To me, if I'm being honest, I have the Patriots fourth in the AFC. I was going to ask you that, too. I think think it's very dependent on if we're able to sign DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know where that's at. Um, I I see reports all the time. There was Mm -hmm. a report that the Titans made a more aggressive offer to him, uh, maybe like at the beginning of the week, and then towards the end of the week, um, he was on Chris Jones's uh, Instagram putting like the hands up on his Instagram. So people are saying he's going to go to Chiefs. I have no idea where he goes. Bill, please just pay him. So let me ask you this. You Do you think bringing um, D-Hop in changes? How many, how many more wins did you think D-Hop brings you? I think realistically D-Hop brings us one or two more wins. Which okay. to me right now, I say I think the page to me like the the Patriots win total is, I would say anywhere from like seven to ten, mm-hmm. and then with D Hop he shifts that over like one or two, so you could get like anywhere from like eight to eleven wins gotcha. with D Hop, um, which would be great. I think I think the problem with the Patriots receiver court, it's been the same problem for a while is. A lot of people, the the receivers on our team are maybe one rung up from where they should be. Mm-hmm. So I think like someone like D Hop would push everybody down to where when we're playing defenses and they're putting like their number one corner on D Hop or they're clouding D Hop, we have other guys who are getting like one on ones versus like lesser corners where they can show and prove. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that that we sign like sign D Hop. Otherwise, we're gonna we're really gonna need Tyquan Thornton to grow a bit more. We're gonna need Devontae Parker to be a bit healthier. I do. Speaking of like Juju earlier, I do love the signing of Juju. I don't necessarily think like he's like a difference maker, but he's I a yak think, guy too. Yeah, he's a yak guy. What is really underrated is his ability to block. He's, a, he's yes. very much like a willing blocker, especially like in our offense, where to me, it really needs to be based around the run game. Because honestly, for being real, Ramondre Stevenson is the best player on, on our offense. Absolutely. Right now. Um, so I, I do think it's important that we do things through the ground. Hopefully, Bill O'Brien will maybe bring in some of those tight, two tight end sets and really get Mac Jones to commit more to, to maybe running things out of play action. I really think play action would be very very beneficial um to mac and mm-hmm. maybe maybe he'll spam and spam some rpos as well but 
I do think that signing D-Hop will be, will be a really big piece into whether or not we're able to make the playoffs or not in a tough division because all of the all the teams in this division are going to be really tough this year. Yeah. Uh, how shocked were you when they let go um, the running back, um, Harris? Oh, no. No, I knew that writing was on the wall. Um, oh, okay. Um, the thing with Bill Belichick is he doesn't really give second contracts to running backs unless you're like a pass catcher, uh, like a third down type of a guy. James White got like a, another another deal. Um, guys like, well, he let Shane Marine walk because he already had like White in the tuck. But the thing with him, he doesn't really spend a lot at the running back position. We tend to, we do draft well at running back. Mm-hmm, you do. Start, like he usually will draft one, one or two to put in like the pipeline a year or two early. So when he drafted Stevenson, we every you know Patriots amongst ourselves, Patriots fans already knew that Damian Harris was they were going to let him walk as soon as he hit um, unrestricted free agency, which is exactly what happened. I wish him the best. Um, I always personally liked him. Yeah. Um, I do think Ramondre Stevenson is a better overall player. No, yes, for sure, for um, sure. And he's also just like younger and like cheaper. So I knew mm-hmm. that. Um, that Bill was going to let him go. It was interesting that that you guys did sign him, though. That I did not necessarily expect, but I do. Think I didn't see that coming either. It's it's a good thing for you guys, honestly. Yeah, yeah. That combination, that um, your running back combination last year was just insane, and you know nobody could stop that. So I was happy that we got that guy. I'm telling you, it was like that we need that that running back like that because we have we have Cook who is not you know. I mean, he's not a callback, and nor I don't want to say that um, Harris is either. But he he's that guy. He he ran on us that one that opening play, and I'll never forget it. It's like he just took it to the house real quick. So yeah, my, my 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 opinion of like your offense is that I really think um, based on like what I've seen, it's it's a lot about they wanted to get those wide receivers out, and they just wanted to create a bunch of space uh, for mm-hmm. Josh Allen, who's the second best creator or maybe the best creator, depending on how, like, you look at the metrics um, with, like, Patrick Mahomes. And mm-hmm. I think it worked a lot, but I do think your offense got one-dimensional. And yep. because it was very – especially towards, like, the end of the year, it was very much like Josh Bang Allen. bus. Yes. Yeah, it was Josh Allen throwing the ball deep to digs or him, like, running. And to me, like, you can be one-dimensional in the regular season and win a lot of games. But when you come into the playoffs and you're playing against better like competition who game plan for you specifically, yep, going to try to find they're going to find a way to make you left-handed. And to me, the Buffalo Bills didn't really have like a left hand. And I think some of the pieces that you brought in have really added some diversification to your offense. Where I think um, Damian Harris, who you for the most part you really need to run from under center with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Josh Allen's going to be going under center more. Um, he's going to be that thumper that you guys need. And then I like the addition of like Kincaid. I, I love Kincaid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, I never, you, if you like watch a lot of like his tape, never catches the ball near his body. Like he nope. always goes and plucks the ball. Yes. Always plucks it. Um, so I think he'll be of that, that piece that you need in the middle to kind of when they start clouding digs that you can really start to attack the middle of the field, come in like those, some of those two tight end sets, run out mm-hmm. of them, pass out of them. So I think you guys will will like Harris. He does get dinged up sometimes. So yes, I've seen that as well. But um, as somebody who can kind of get downhill and grind out some tough yards between the tackles, he's exactly what you guys probably needed. Honestly, yeah, I'm that that pick. I was really excited about the um, the Dalton Kincaid pick. I didn't think he was going to be there, and then when they selected him, I was like, "How was he there?" 
Um, I know Dallas wanted them really bad, so yeah. I was excited that we got them except, instead of um, um, Dallas. Um, let's move on. Your defense is your is your bread and butter, and um, defense was keeping you in the game some games last year. You guys picked up a cornerback, a linebacker in the draft. Talk to me about those picks. Yeah, so the defense was really good last year. I think we, I believe, we finished eleventh in points allowed, but. In terms of like weighted DVOA, the Patriots were actually like number one, accounting for like their like opponents that they played. So we did pretty well. And I don't think, I don't think like your average fan can really name anybody on the Patriots defense outside of maybe like Matthew Judon. If we're mm-hmm. um, Matthew Judon played played well, and he's played well since he came to Wingland. Um, Josh Uche emerged last year, and he really showed me some stuff as a pass rusher. Um, where I was really impressed and hope that he builds on that this year and possibly we can keep him. I don't, we'll, we'll see. Um, but as far as like the draft, um, our number one pick was obviously Christian Gonzalez, the corner out of Oregon. Um, I, to be completely honest with you, I was not necessarily the biggest fan of him or the pick. To me, he was not the typical Patriots corner. He mm-hmm. is. He has all of the physical traits that you can want. A lot of speed, a lot of length, very, very smooth for someone with his kind of length. But if you watch him, it's very much, he's very much like a finesse kind of a corner. It's a okay. lot of zone. It's like off man. The Patriots corners tend to be very much like physical, a lot of press, not afraid to like bump and run. And that's not really his game. But the one thing that I do know is that the Patriots, we do a really good job with developing corners and getting them out there and getting them productive. And it's Bill Belichick with a premium athlete. So I'm sure that he'll figure it out and get him um, performing about as, as well as he can. So that I think that pick will work out really well. Um, we've also got Keon White. I love Keon White. I wanted oh, him. Oh, man. Keon White is a beast. Yeah, out of Old Dominion. Um, I do think I think he's probably going to be playing with his hand in the dirt. I don't think they're going to be standing him up. I do see him maybe as like a he's going to maybe an eventual replacement for Dietrich Wise, Dietrich Wise, um, who has been a great contributor for us. He's not necessarily like a household name or like mm-hmm. some player, but he's like one of those like rock solid defensive lineman that every team needs. And I see Keon White being able to do some of those things. Like similarly, he hasn't really been playing football all that long so there's probably there's still some 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 growth potential there even though he's an older player but as far as like physical ability he's got everything that you need i mean it's six five two two eighty eight right yeah he's a big kid um, <laughs> and the guy that's been showing out a lot of camp is actually marte mapu mm-hmm. uh san diego state and uh 6'3", I think he's about like 215, maybe 220. And apparently, like, they're moving him to, like, linebacker. Um, maybe okay. like a linebacker safety, like, type of hybrid type of thing. And um, he's been showing out at camp. Um, he doesn't really, like, have the range to be, like, a high safety. But, like, as a linebacker, he can play well in space. Rock solid tackler who will get downhill. And I think looking at, like, the NFL in large, what I saw last year was – Heavier packages, heavier personnel packages started to be like the groove where you were getting um, more efficient offense for the league. So you're seeing like heavier packages in Kansas City. You're seeing heavier packages in Philadelphia mm-hmm. um, where they're getting heavy personnel on the field and then they're throwing out of those packages. 
And if you're if you're putting like an extra corner on the field or an extra safety, they're they're starting to like run. So what you what you I think what Bill is trying to do is he's trying to get a whole bunch of safeties or good against both the run and the pass. So you could possibly see well, we do a lot of three safety looks, but you could all honestly, I would not be surprised if you see four with like oh wow. Yeah, with Mapu, Adrian Wilson, Duggar being guys who are probably going to be on the field a lot. But mm-hmm. you might see four because when these teams start coming out in like 12 personnel and the Kansas City Chiefs, sometimes they come out in 13 personnel yes. that they're able to that they're able to both defend the run and the pass at, e- at equal levels, regardless of the personnel packages that you put on the field. So I do love the Mapu pick. Um I do think Belichick is tend to he tended to go for like outside linebackers and linebackers that were just really really big, and they didn't really have that ability to play in space. So maybe so now he looks like he's going down a bit more in size, where those guys are a bit more useful um, like against varied like offenses, like Mac Wilson as well. So I I think I think uh, the defense is going to be just as good as it was last year. Um, but one caveat being that we did lose Devin McCourty. Uh, Devin yes, McCourty retired. Well, he retired. Right? Yeah, yeah. He retired this offseason. And um, he's kind of been the guy that's been there through all the iterations of the Patriots defense, if we're being real. And maybe he might have lost a step because I know some Patriots fans were like, yeah, he, he sucks or whatever. And I'm like, I was never, I never thought that. It, to me, it's like he is the captain of the defense. He's the one making sure everybody is where they should yep. be. He has that recognition from all that time uh, being there, and now he's gone. So I don't really think I don't think you can lose somebody with that kind of experience, experience. Mm-hmm. and and just be the better for it off the rip. So um, I am looking to see who will step up to maybe take his place. I'm hoping that Duggar can be that guy um, just for like the defense overall. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with like a, the, like a free safety position for like the, the Patriots going forward. And you're talking about three safeties. Um, our defense is going to switch up too because um, Sean McDermott is taking over the play calling when it comes to that. And they picked up Tyler Rapp from the Rams yep. and – I was like, they're going to play three safeties back there. And if they are, I'm like, I'm ready for it. I think our defense is definitely going to change. Uh, we also lost, you know, we lost Tremaine Edmonds to Pittsburgh. So no I don't think, yeah. Chicago. I, I, Chicago I'm sorry, Chicago. Um, I, I don't think that we're going to see that traditional, like, linebacker like Trey White was. I mean, not Trey White, um, um, Edmonds was. So, it's going to be a different look for the Bills this season for yeah, sure. I think, I think Tremaine Edmonds is a hard guy to replace. Like yeah. It's kind of funny because out of him and Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds is the bigger linebacker. He's like, mm-hmm. he was like 250, but he was the one who was like carrying like slot receivers and running backs yep. when they were trying to go like deep. He was the one who had the range. Yep. Interesting. That middle, the middle of the field. Yeah, I mean, yeah. People didn't want to throw the ball over the middle of the field because Tremaine was there. So it's going to be – it's going to be an adjustment for us to to not have him in the middle of the field, but I think we'll be fine. I hope so, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I wanted Taylor Rapp. I was hoping that the Patriots would be able to get him, but uh, but nope, you guys snatched him up. I see how it is. See how you yeah, <laughs> you know how that is. Um, you talked about expectations a little bit. So, what do you? What are some expectations for your team this this, this season, this upcoming season? Um, I think I think the offense will be around average. Um, I'm hoping that the run game, 
I think that the run game will be better. We brought in Adrian Clem to coach the offensive line. Um, I do think he'll solidify that, even though to me um, it's a bit patchwork, in my opinion. You know, Calvin Anderson, Riley Reef, like at like we signed those two guys to to be tackles. We'll see like who ends up starting. Trent Brown really hasn't been in camp. I don't really know how that's going to work out. He's oft injured. Um, our, our interior offensive line is a bit better um, where we've got Michael on Wenu. Um, I don't, he's, I, I believe he's coming up on free agency. Hopefully we can, they resign him. I don't know if they will. Mm-hmm. Um, David Andrews in the middle and, you know, <laughs> Cole Strange, who was very much a polarizing first round pick last year. Um, but it's very much. It's he very turned much, around though. He turned yeah, out. I think he was decent. He was very good. Like, I don't, I don't. Bill rarely misses on climate <laughs> picks, so right. I don't. I don't like if he picks them. Like I'm cool with it. I'm not. I'm not sitting there stressing about it. I do. Mm-hmm. I am concerned about about the the tackle positions, honestly. Um, but I, I I'm hoping that Adrian Clem would at least solidify some of the the mental errors that were happening with the offensive line last year. So I do think that's important. I'm hoping that we can really get that run game going block things up a bit better and having Bill O'Brien there with some like better play design and more of a cohesive offense that makes sense will get us maybe to a little bit above average. And I expect our defense to still be elite. Um, We have Belichick at the, you know, who's at still our head coach. So I do expect the defense to still be elite. It's just everybody else in the division is really good too. Yeah. Um, that the Jets team is going to be a problem. I think the the Dolphins. I honestly, in my opinion, think the Dolphins are going to pull off winning the division this year. Um, I do have Buffalo second and winning like a wild card spot, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because I do think, like to what you said, I think um, Sean McDermott's going to make some changes defensively, and while they're like figuring that out in season and really like getting that process worked out, I think there'll be a little bit of defensive regression, um, which is fine. Um, and it's not necessarily an indicator of, like, how things will work out for you guys in the playoffs. It's just what I believe is going to happen for the regular season. Um, but to me, I think I think the Patriots are going to win, like, eight or nine games if I'm being realistic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that could change if we get – if Tyquan Thornton emerges and turns into, like, one of the best deep threats in the league, which right. I don't really think is going to happen, but it's possible. Um, and – if we get D hop, then definitely I think we could really make some noise and potentially get like a wild card spot. But it's it's gonna be tough. We have some really good teams in the AFC East. Yes, it's gonna be a very a dog fight. It really is. I mean, everybody caught up is catching up to the Buffalo Bills and I don't know. I I, I I switch it up every week when I talk to Mike on the pod. I'll I always say that we're gonna, you know, win the division. And I think the Jets and then I say Miami and then I'll say us and then I'll say mine. So it's going to be tight regardless of how it goes. Uh, I just don't see some days I see um, I can see the Jets being in fourth because I, your defense, I think, is going to play a heavy role in you guys winning some games. And I think Mac Jones is going to take a step. He's changed his body for sure. He's no longer this pudgy guy. He's he's put on some a muscle. So I mean, if he can get an office coordinator that knows him and get stretched to feel, I think Mac Jones will be fine. I do. Yeah, I think it's. I, I do think you know. I think Devontae Parker's health is definitely an important thing, and that's not really something we can have like trust in. But to me, I, I do think. I think 
the the Dolphins and the Bills are definitely like the class of the AFC East where they're going to be in a dogfight for like those one and two spots. Mm-hmm. And then us and the Jets are kind of going to be in a dogfight for like the remaining two spots. And it very well could depend on whether or not we sign like D-Hop or not, but it also could depend on the Jets being able to block things up for Aaron Rodgers because that's, to me, right. that's probably like that's... on their offense and offensive line. So yep. there's there's a lot of like moving pieces and it's interesting. I definitely am like looking forward to seeing like preseason. And, Absolutely. Um, actually being able to see like some of these like new additions on the field as opposed to like just like in shorts and camp and stuff. Right. I know. I can't wait either. Um, but it's also too, you know, quarterback play is going to be an issue. Uh, it's going to be an important um factor in our division. I mean, everybody's division, but more so in ours because of Tua. And then you can say Aaron Rodgers, because if they don't protect him, this man is not going to be happy back there. Yep. Rodgers is not going to be, he's not used to being hit. He Rodgers had a great O-line in, in um, the Bay, in Green Bay. So, I mean, not great, but he had a good O-line right. and theirs are shaky. So, you know, Rodgers gets pissed off, you know, you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. Like we were we were doing like a quarterback ranking earlier this year, and then I had him maybe like outside of the top ten, or maybe the low, like like in, like between like eight to ten. And I'm like, I I'm literally putting here him here because he could be like top five or top three if he wants to. I just don't know if he wants to, <laughs> which well, is a very isn't strange, that weird? It's a strange thing to say, but it's like yeah, if he wants to, he could be. I just don't know if he does. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Last year I. I watched Rodgers a lot, and it just seemed like he did not want to play football anymore. And then he goes into this black room or white hole or black hole or whatever, and then he said he was 90% going to retire. And then he's like, no, I want to play with the Jets. Yeah, what? Aaron Rodgers is a, is an odd duck. <laughs> He's an odd and duck. you're being kind when you say that. Yeah, I just, I just don't. I just don't know if he like has the desire. So it's just like, and like, is he still talented? Yes. Is he Absolutely. one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the league where he's seen pretty much like everything? So he as pre-snap, he'll be as good as anybody. Yes. But it's just, I just don't. I just don't know if he has like the desire. I don't. He's like grumpy old man, get off my lawn. Like I, I just don't understand it, you know. But and then they forced um, I guess this came out yesterday that they forced hard nuts on them and they didn't really want it. So mm. it's another factor. I don't know if it's gonna be a distraction or not, but it's another factor that they have to deal with down there. And listen, as a Bills fan, I'm all for all of that distraction or whatever it is. Yeah, I think I think Rogers, even though he was like one of the phases of the league, kind of benefited from like that small media market in Green Bay. Yeah. I don't really know how that's gonna work out with that New York media. That vibe focus. down there is crazy. Yeah, because if he's like doing like the same things he was doing in Green Bay with like kind of like the petulance and the kind of like reticence and like the attitude, New York, New York people don't play that. They don't care about that. They don't care yeah, about your they, attitude. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they will. They will let you have it. They don't play Absolutely. that. We'll you will be in the headlights all day, headlines all day. They Absolutely. do not care. Yep. Um, but let's switch it up. We have a game here. I did not give you these um, these hot takes, so we're going to play a game. It is called... Never heard about this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You should get with this. that. You have to choose one or the other. You can't okay. say neither one. So football or basketball? Football. Okay, podcasting or radio? Podcasts. 
R&B or hip hop? R&B. Um, morning person or late night? Morning. Okay. Um, foot, I'm sorry. Playoffs or regular season? Playoffs. <laughs> Super Bowl or NBA finals? Super Bowl. I know you're an NBA guy too, right? I love I love basketball, but yeah, give me give me give me give me give me Super Bowl all day every day. Okay, NBA All Star Game or NFL Pro Bowl? Oh, definitely the NBA All Star Game. <laughs> <laughs> they both are kind of like <laughs> no, the NBA All Star Game. No, gotcha. free agency or draft? Oh, that's nasty. You did. Oh man, uh, draft. <laughs> mm, okay, yeah, the hype with the uh, the draft is always the choice, I guess. Um, like yeah, the draft is kind of like Christmas. Yeah, you're right because everybody is like that that whole month before people are talking about it, maybe even yeah, longer maybe than that. Have, you know, maybe we get this one, maybe get that one, maybe we get right, this one. Right, right. Drafts, you know, like yes. yeah, I have to go draft. It's close. Absolutely. This might not pertain to you, but we'll see. Blue cheese or ranch? Oh. <laughs> it's okay. I was a blue cheese hater for such a long time, but for some really? reason, I'm a blue cheese guy now. Really? I like them, but see, I, 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 either one of them could get the smoke. I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> either one of them could get the smoke. But for right I now, love it. I love cheese, it. Blue cheese has just been, it's just been hit. Yeah. Okay. The Buffalo fans love you. <laughs> oh, Home opener or playoffs? Playoffs. Give me playoffs. Okay. Okay. Justin Herbert or Lance? Herbo. Okay. All right. Cool. So one more. If you had to drop one social media platform, which one would it be? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and who else did I say? Or TikTok. Oh, Facebook, easy. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, Twitter is. I love Twitter. I love it's like when, especially like when the games are on. It's like Twitter is like you're at the bar with like your friends watching the game, but it's you can be at home in your PJs and it's right, like right. bodies around you, and it's 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 like a cool thing. Facebook, yeah. I'm really not on it that much, so I can live without Facebook. Yeah, yeah, that's me too. I just I'm on it just to post stuff for my kids, or whatever, but. Other than that, I'm not really on it like that. But you know what? Thank you, Ju, for coming on. I appreciate you. I so appreciate this. You've given your, your um, insight of the New England Patriots, giving me some trinkets to look at when I uh, watch you guys. Um, if you have anything that you want to promote, because I know you do spaces for um, from New England. So, you know, if you want, you can promote that if you like. Yeah. So my, my at name is right there. It's uh, Supreme. And um, I usually will do during the season and like early, maybe like I'm probably starting in like August, we'll be doing Patriot spaces most likely on Tuesdays. And um, maybe that expands to like Tuesdays and Thursdays during the season. This depends on if I can get like a, a group of us together. It's if you guys are more than welcome to come, if you're Bills fans, NFL fans, sports fans, um, my spaces that I do specifically are just about talking about actual football mm -hmm. it, you know, it's not really like a lot of like hot takes it's not maybe like some of the fan insults or back and forth yes it's about um football fans who actually want to talk about like the x's and o's and the actual intricacies of the game and the matchups going into the week 
and understanding things as opposed to just kind of just talking at each other for not learning anything. I'm all about learning. Gotcha. Thank you. And yeah, I've gone into your spaces and um, I appreciate it because I really, I get the hot takes, like I told you earlier before we got on, I, I get the hot takes, I get all that, but some of that stuff is just nonsense. And it goes with you as a team. If somebody hears something and then they'll go to another space and say the same thing, it's just ridiculous. I try to stay out of those um, spaces. I mean, I'll go in and then you start doing that back and forth with fans. And I'm just like, ah, I'm not here for it. I'm so tired of hearing about the four Super Bowls. Half of the people that say it weren't even born. So it's just ridiculous. Um, but thank you again. I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Um, thank you. Thank you. This is not your average podcast in the 716. This was fun. I have to get you on again when we play so we can talk about the game itself. Um, for sure. For sure. I might always be down. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Have a good day, guys, and peace. Hey, everyone. This is T, one half of Not Your Average Podcast in the 716. We discuss Bill's news, world news, music, movies, and a lot more. You could check us out every Thursday at 4 o'clock. We are also on Facebook at 2 o'clock. So you can go there and check us out as well with your answers, your questions, anything you want to, you know, shoot at us. We'll try to answer it. We also are excited to be on the Building Buffalo Network. Um, the content over here is awesome. So go check us out. We are new to it, but we enjoy talking and discussing football. So like always, go Bills.